So we've probably seen t-shirts something similar to what we have up there of these t-shirts where they say couples are wearing them, but instead the, the arrow is pointing sideways like this where the husband will have and says, I'm with him, and the wife will have, I'm with her, or vice versa. I got that wrong. But I'm ahead of myself. But you know what I mean. You, we've seen those shirts. We've seen those. A lot of times they're newlyweds, you know, walking around Disneyland or just walking around somewhere, a, a resort or something, and, and they're all googly holding hands and all that. It's a little obnoxious. But sometimes we'll see those shirts, and they'll change it a little bit. They'll say, no. I'm not with him, or no, I'm not with her. Kind of a sarcastic, or kind of a, to convey the thought that, yeah, I know, that, I know, I, I'm, I, ha I don't want to claim that guy. I don't want to claim him, because, well, he's, he has bad habits, he's probably obnoxious, maybe socially awkward at times, maybe just does things in public that you just shake your head and go, that's, you just shouldn't act that way in public. So we, we, we come up with these things. It says, yes, I'm with him. But it's pointing up because I'm with Jesus. That's what that, that's what that is, is symbolizing is, yes, I'm with Jesus. Now we're going to start a series. We're going to look at some things in Jesus' life that maybe at times the disciples kind of were watching and they're looking and they're scratching their head. They're going, yes, I'm with him. But they maybe looked like, Jesus, are you really sure that you should have done that? Like, is that really proper behavior? And the first one we're going to look at is the life of Jesus when this is a parable that many of you may know that Jesus, it's not a parable, it's a story, it's his real life event, that Jesus was walking along, Jesus spit in some dirt, made some mud, and he healed a man of his blindness. And spitting, I don't think, is actually a trait that is something that's desirable. I think, you know, your little kids, they want to spit all the time, and you, you try to stop them from doing that. Spitting, actually, in is some states, you could get, you'll get a ticket for it. Some of it, it's, it's against the law. Some of those, in some states, it can range from just a simple misdemeanor. In some states, it's even a felony, depending on what your intent was. For example, a friend told me a story that... Um, of her spitting on a police officer. And uh, each time you spit on a police officer or several other officers at the time, that is another charge each time you do that. So if those all add up, there's some felony. There's some serious, serious time that is just because of spitting. But spitting is it's pretty gross, isn't it? I, I, I think we can admit that's we can find common ground on, ground on that. But Jesus had this habit, and he spit. Today we're going to look at John 9. That's where we're going to read this story. So just to begin with, the disciples are walking along with Jesus. They're walking along. And somewhere in the distance or somewhere right, there's this blind man that they see. And in those days, if you're blind or you're handicapped or there's a birth defect or there's something that is wrong with you, that was considered a sin, that you must be a sinner or your parents must be a, been a sinner or somewhere along the line, someone's sinning. And as a result, you're paying the price for that because that's why you have the condition you're in or that's why you're blind is because you're in sin. And the disciples look at Jesus and they, they go, 
well, this man's been blind from birth, so who sinned? Did the man sin? Because he was just a little baby when he was blind. He was born that way, so how could he sin? Or was it his parents that sinned, and that's why he's blind? And Jesus responds, he goes, neither. He goes, neither one. He goes, this man is blind so that the works of God will be displayed in him. The disciples are going, what? What are you talking about? So let's pick up our story in verses 4 and 5. It says, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And Jesus says, okay, boys, we got some work to do. I'm here on earth right now, so let's do that work. Here's this blind man that needs some healing, so let's go do it. Let's go heal him. He's including the disciples in the work. It's in this, it says we. He didn't say I. It says we. Showing the disciples that they're, you guys are going to be expected to do this work also. The night coming, this is kind of a different story. I'm just going to bring this up and just kind of to fill in some blanks. But this is saying that Jesus is saying, is that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be here forever. He's, he's given them another sign that, you know what, there's a death coming ahead for me. That my time is short here on earth. And while I'm on the here on earth, like, the light of the world is here. Like, I am here, so let's get our work done. Kind of he's not kind of, he is, he's indicating to the disciples that I am this Messiah. I am the one that you've been waiting for. Saying, let's get to work. And I'm going to show you how to do it, too. I'm going to show you by doing something that's just, it's, it's gross. It's revolting. He's, it's unthinkable. Or at least it's something that I think maybe the disciples would reluctantly say, yes, I'm with him. So let's look at verses 6 and 7. It says, after saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with the saliva, and put it on the man's eyes. Go, he told them, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. Now think about this. Do you think that the blind man heard Jesus spit and like cough up, go, <laughs> cough up a lot of spit? Do you think he heard that? And if he did hear that, what do you think he was, like, he can't see anything. So maybe I'm thinking it's a good thing the man was blind because he didn't really know what was going on. And if you're the disciples watching this and you're seeing Jesus hawk up a loogie and spit it on the ground, I'm thinking, what are, what's he doing? Now, think, remember a few months, about a month ago, we had Pastor Jacob come and from Laurel, and he did this healing service. Remember, Chris was up here. She was worshiping, and she had a floaty in her eye, and she had the floaty disappear, and she was healed. What do you think she would have done if, if Jacob would have just spit on the ground, there was some dirt there, and made this little, and put her in her eyes? I don't think she would have just stood there and said that was okay. So here we have Jesus and the disciples walking along. They see this blind man. The blind man also, we don't see any interaction. The blind man saying, oh, Jesus, heal me. We don't see that in this. We're not sure what this man is doing. We're not really sure. But Jesus says, hey, guys, check this out. Check out what I'm going to do. I'm going to show you what God can do. Blind man. Let's just say, because we don't know, let's just say he's sitting there minding his own business. Some guy walks up to him. He probably doesn't even know it's Jesus. Walks up to him, goes, <laughs> spits in the dirt, makes this mud pie, 
puts it in this man's eyes, and then he says, go wash in this pool. And the man, blind man's going, what? Like, that would be gross. Like, can you imagine? You're blind, and some guy comes up and wa- puts that, that in your eyes. So not only is he doing something that's, like, that's not normal. Like, that's not accepted. He also is getting in the, up in this guy's grill. He's invading his personal space. Like, there's a code of conduct, especially guys. Like, guys, we can't even sit together in chairs like this because we have to have a space between us. And here's Jesus putting mud in this guy's eyes and then telling him to go wash. Go wash it off your eyes. What could this blind man be thinking? Some, some guy just put mud in my eyes. Spit, made out of spit. Some of us probably were gonna, would punch Jesus. They're not going to listen. We're going to punch him out. We're going to have a fight. Maybe a question we could ask is, are you willing to let Jesus spit in some dirt, make some mud, and put it in your eye? Because we're blind in a lot of areas, aren't we? Shared with that story of my bad attitude. I was blind. We have blind out we have blind these blind spots. We have no idea sometimes that we have them. We have behaviors. We have addictions. We have fears. We have different coping mechanisms. We have all kinds of things that we have that keep us blind from living this life that Jesus has promised us. Now, I'm going to read you some things out of Galatians, and these are things that we've read in the past. You've heard them before, but. Maybe they might be things just to kind of memorize because they're really good stuff. But these are lives. The first one I'm going to look at is Galatians 5, 19 through 21. This is, this is if we're living with those blind spots. We're living blind. This is living the way our flesh wants us to live, according to what I want to do. I want to remain blind. And if I do, this is, this is what it says. It says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful desires, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Just so, because he couldn't get them all, so he put more. Other sins like these. Just everything that we do to keep us blind. But it says this life with Jesus when Jesus comes along, he makes mud out of his spit, he puts it in our eyes, and we wash, he says, washes us, and he heals us from this blindness. And when we're filled by the Spirit, it says this is what our life should look like. This is what our life, when we're not blind anymore, and we're filled with the Spirit, these are the fruits. This is what our life should be. This is verses 22 and 23. It says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you remember a few weeks ago, I, I brought up, we, we looked at John 10. In John 10, 10, this is the verse that it says. It tells us, it says, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. It's Jesus talking about his sheep. So Jesus spitting in some dirt, making some mud, placing it, that mud in this blind man's life, putting it in his eyes. He, he, he 
gave this blind man a new life. A man that was considered a sinner. They just would look at him and said, you're a sinner just because you're blind. That he's being punished for some reason, either his sin or his parents' sin. He is healed by this man. He's given this new life. Jesus gives him this life. He is free from this past. A new life and being having a relationship with Jesus, being filled with the Spirit. And this man, think about it, like he's blind. He really was given a new life. After he can see, think about how his life has changed. Just those first things he's seen, those first impressions, like he's never seen this before. And some of us, remember our lives before Jesus maybe spit in our eyes? Wash that blindness out of us. Was our focus when we were still blind on, on, on myself or was it on Jesus? I think it was on me. Doing what I wanted to do. Living how I wanted to li live. And then I'm going to say this. This is metaphorically. So it's figuratively. Jesus put some spit in my eyes. And I saw that this life that I was living was leading to destruction. Some of you are old enough to remember, and it's still around, but Saturday Night Live. And you remember Chris Farley? Remember Chris Farley when he was Matt Foley, motivational speaker? If you guys saw that skit. So the parents of these children hire Matt Foley, motivational speaker. And it's, it's super funny. Like, you should watch it. But he's sitting there kind of going, like, I'm Matt Foley. And, and he's yelling and he's screaming. And the parents hire him to talk about to their children about their destructive behavior. And he ends up telling them like a hundred times, the main theme of this is, you know what, if you don't stop this, you're going to live in a van down by the river. Like a hundred times he says that. And he's very animated when he does it. I, I can't even, I'm not even going to try because I can't do it justice. And it's not that living in a van down by the river is necessarily bad. At least I don't think so, because sometimes in my life I want to live in a van down by the river. It would be so much simpler. But living in a da van down by the river isn't really what Jesus planned for my life. Again, metaphorically, the van down by the river represents this life of destruction that I was living, this unfilled potential. Living really this blind life. Needing Jesus to spit in my eye and tell me to go wash it off so I could see. But this wasn't the only time that we see Jesus kind of getting dirty, wasn't it? It wasn't the only thing we saw Jesus get dirty in his life, do things that just were kind of gross. Like, remember during Passover, Last Supper, what did Jesus do? Betrayed. This was the night he was betrayed. He washed all of his disciples' feet. Even the person that was going to betray him, Judas, he washed his feet. Now, this is the dirtiest job ever. This job was even beneath a slave. A slave wouldn't even do this job. But yet, here's Jesus. He gets down on his hands and knees, and he's washing all the donkey and sheep doo-doo off of his disciples' feet. Or what about the time when Jesus healed a man with leprosy? He didn't just see him from a distance and say, be healed. What did he do? He did something that was unthinkable. Absolutely just the most socially unacceptable thing ever. He touched the man. 
he touched the leper. Because you don't touch people with leprosy in that day. You just do not do it. This was like the unclean of the unclean of the, like they had to go through the streets saying unclean and yelling at people to stay away from them. They had to live separately in separate places all by themselves, isolated. That might even be worse than when Jesus spit on the ground and made us mud pie and put it in this blind man's eyes. He touched the leper and healed him. So Jesus kind of had this habit of doing this unthinkable. Things that are socially unacceptable. Things that, as I said in this, the, this series is going to be, the disciples reluctantly kind of say, yeah, yes, I'm with him. Now, letting Jesus do this to me would be really hard for me, as maybe it might be for a lot of you, because I've got some sensory issues. I've got some sensory, like, y- you can ask him, like, there are only certain clothing that I can wear, because the material, if it's, if it's too scratchy or too rough or too, like, I just can't do it, like, it makes my skin crawl, like, you just can't do it. My folder underwear has to be folded just right. My socks can't be too short or too long. They just have to be just perfect. And so I got issues. I'm just going to admit I got issues. And, and especially like touch, things I can't touch. Like you're probably wondering, why has he got this up here? Which I'm not going to touch that because I can't handle touching it. Now this, is a, this, this cloth is really soft, super soft cloth. It's actually, it's this cloth is to clean these, these screens so that we won't scratch them. You spray some stuff up there and you can scrub things, computer screens like this. I clean my computer screen, I clean this, I absolutely just, it's like this. Because when I touch that with that liquid on there, it like sucks every little bit of moisture out of my hands. And just that sensation is the, it's just gross. I can't handle it. Kim asked me to do something this week. Just go outside and and throw something away or do something. I don't remember what it was because I'm just stuck on this one thing because it's at night. I've got my shoes and socks off. And I'm not going to put shoes on. Certainly not going to be smart and do that. I'm going to go out on my bare feet. But then I go, okay, it's the cottonwoods are putting those little sticky things that stick all over your driveway. And the only thing I can think about is if I go outside, those are going to stick to my feet. And I'm going, I can't do that. So I'm paralyzed. Like, I don't even know what it was she wanted me to do. Cause, and it wasn't that it was that bad. It was something I would go do. So Jesus spitting in some mud and putting that out of my eyes. Are you kidding me? There's no way I would be that guy that would punch him. But at some point in our lives, we have to let Jesus make that mud pie, don't we? We have to let him touch us. We have to let him heal us. We also have to let him see our dirt. We have to let him touch our dirt to cleanse us. And as we read in John, that verse in John 10.10, to give us life to the fullest. But are you willing to let Jesus touch your dirt? Spit in some dirt. Make some mud. Put it in your eyes. Giving us sight. But he's doing more than that. He's healing us from that dirt. He's cleansing us from that dirt that's in us. Jesus is willing to do the unthinkable in our lives. So what's keeping you blind? Maybe it's time to let Jesus put some spit in your eyes. Now, a lot of us have experienced that in our lives. A lot of us are, are at that point. We've, we've experienced this healing. We've experienced this new life that Jesus gave us. We've, we've exp- had this spit experience, so to speak. 
But so maybe we're at a point where is Jesus asking you to get your hands dirty? Asking you to maybe do the unthinkable. Asking you to maybe put some spit in a person's eyes. Get in the mud with somebody. And just be Jesus to them. So are you with him? Him being Jesus. Now John 14, 12 says this. It says, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. And even greater works. Now can we top touching a leper, healing them? Washing the poo off of each other's feet? Making this mud pie out of spit, giving someone's sight? Jesus says we will. But I think we've got to be willing to get dirty like Jesus did. We've got to be willing to do things that are uncomfortable. We've got to be willing to do things that society may say, you, you shouldn't do that. We need to be bold enough to maybe spit in somebody's eye. But first, did you notice, this is, we have to notice the blind person. Because this blind they could have walked right by him. But they saw him. We need to stop and maybe see those blind people in our lives. We need to see those people that need some mud spit pies in their eyes. Again, metaphorically, because I don't want anybody to get arrested. <laughs> to pause long enough. To be on the lookout for those that are spiritually blind. Those that need Jesus. Because there's no shortage of hurting people. These are pure statistics. It says there's 8 billion people in this world right now. About a third of those would say they're Christian. And then you can start to define that down, and, and that third probably is even a lot smaller than it actually is of people that actually say, yes, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. But are you even around some of these dirty people? Because we have to be around sinners. We have to be around them in order to make our mud pies and put it in their eyes. Don't we need to? Now, we watched the Jesus Revolution at church a while back. And there's a scene in there, for those of you that have seen it, and I won't really ruin the movie if those of you that haven't seen it. But the pastor is up here talking, kind of like me, but they've got two divisions. They've got two aisles, one on this side, one on this side. And so all the hippie Jesus freaks are on this side. They're in their hippie clothes. They don't have shoes. And, and all the church people are on this side. Because I don't want to get dirty with all these Jesus freaks over here. These dirty hippies. I don't want anything to do with them. These people over here are saying, I don't need Jesus to put some mud in my eyes to reveal my blindness. These people over here are going, I'm not blind. They're all about Jesus. So the pastor is talking about this door. He, he talks about this door, and he ultimately says it's open both ways. And he's talking about how this door, it's mostly, he's talking about these guys over here because these guys over here are looking like you guys are a bunch of sinners and you don't belong in here and you shouldn't be in here. And he's saying, you know what? The door is open for anybody to come in. It doesn't matter who you are. You can be come in, come in. And if you're not willing to see, well, like this blind man, if you're not willing to see this blind sitter, Sinner that comes in these doors and they might make you uncomfortable. And if you're not willing to go to them, if you're not willing to hear them, if you're not willing to be Jesus to them, share Jesus with them, or even let them share Jesus with you, 
Doors open both ways. So there's this awkward pause. Church people get up pretty uncomfortable. The Jesus freaks, the hippies are just, they're cheering, they're excited, they're all, they're all over the place. And then these people start to stand up. Church people. Church people get up. And the ones that have been causing the most stir, they go out the door. And then it goes to this old man who is one of those people too. But this old man, that in, in he's got kind of a grumpy face, stands up. He goes over to Jesus people. He gets dirty. Or maybe he lets the Jesus people, the Jesus people go to his dirt. And they put spit in his eye and he sees. Now that's one of the greatest compliments I'm going to say about Hope Center that I receive from people. In fact, I just this week somebody was saying something about something and you know they were kind of saying it in a negative way, but I took it as a positive. Going, that's great if that's what people think. That just tells me that this door out there, those doors are all open for anybody. So I, that's not really a problem we we have around here. Every once in a while I hear something about somebody who doesn't want want to want to see that blind man. They don't want the dirty person in here. They don't want the hurting person. But most of the time, people are welcome. So this door truly is open for anybody. Those blind people, though, they're everywhere, aren't they? Not just in the church, but in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in the city, in the state, in the world. So maybe can we see them? Maybe go and put some mud in their eyes. Again, this is figurative speech. I'm not saying go out here, go spit in some dirt, go in this alley, spit in some dirt, make some mud and put it in a stranger's eyes. But I want you to see those that are blind. And I want you to move towards them and not run away. Maybe see them as how Jesus sees them. Second, there's boldness. Not boldness, again, to walk over, spit in someone's eyes, maybe go over, take their shoe off, start washing their feet, because that's, that's weird. Like, that might get you in trouble. But boldness to, to move towards them. Boldness to have a conversation with them. Boldness to be Jesus to them. Be willing to get dirty. Be willing to do what Jesus is asking you to do. Now, there's a show. If you remember Dirty Jobs, I don't, I don't think it's still on. But Mike Rowe is the, the guy in it, and it's a reality TV show. And he goes from these workplace to workplace, and, well, he does that job for a day. Th- these are some of the episode titles, so if you haven't seen it, it's kind of self-explanatory by these titles. One, is, one episode was Bat Cave Scavenger. They're not collecting bats. They're collecting bat droppings. Worm Dung Farmer. Roadkill Cleaners. Sewer Inspector. I think you get the idea. These are these are. These are bad jobs. These are dirty jobs. But he's having the boldness to go to the people and do their job with them, to, do, to get in the dirt with them. Boldness to say, this time it's more of a positive. Yes, I, I'm with him. Yes, I'm with Jesus. Boldness to say, say, say that as, yes, I'm with Jesus. Boldness to do things that nobody else is willing to do. Why? Because Jesus is asking you to do it. He didn't ask someone else. He asked you. Boldness to say, yes, I will do it. It's going to require me to get uncomfortable. I might have people around me that are, it's gonna, they're going to be uncomfortable. But I, I need to get dirty. It might require me to go against some social norms, 
Social norms are kind of changing right now. There's a lot of social norms to go against right now. But if you say, yes, I'm with him, isn't that what we should be willing to do? If we're asked, we sh- I, that should be where we should. I'm with him. Now, I often mention my office window because I, I watch a lot of things out of my office window. Sometimes those things require me to get out of my chair and go outside and get dirty. Drop what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Drop what I need to do, what I think I need to do, to go outside and get dirty at times. Sometimes it's helped people with their belongings. They've, it's just kind of like a bomb went off in front of the office, and they're trying to get all their stuff together. and It's helping them get all that stuff together, maybe find something so they can tie it all together. And just try to get dirty with them and be Jesus with them. And there's other times where there's been times where I'm I got to go to a meeting and I'm supposed to go and I'm late and there's 10 people outside there and someone just says, hey, can you pray for me? And the next thing I know, it's an hour and a half later and we're just praying for people. But getting dirty, you know, putting mud in people's eyes and having them see and I see a lot of things go on out of my office window. In fact, I see sometimes you guys outside my office window getting dirty. See you doing this unthinkable things. That you're stop, you're you bold enough to stop what you're doing, what you think is important. Be bold enough to get out of your comfort zone. Bold enough to trust Jesus and bold enough to know that Jesus is going to heal some blind people. Last, we need to be with him. We need to be with Jesus. We need to be willing to say, yes, I am with Jesus. Let your life be an example of what Jesus is, of who Jesus is, even though it might be awkward. It might be awkward because you might, he might ask you to do something that's awkward to say, yes, I'm with him. But you are with Jesus. And people look at you and they even say, yes, there's something different. That guy's with Jesus. And then they want to know why. And before you know it, they might even be asking you, hey, will you put spit in some mud and put it in my eye because I'm blind and I want to see. Again, figuratively, please don't, I don't want to get any calls from Riverstone Health this week about people going around spitting on people. It's metaphorically, figuratively. I want to give you this quote out of this book. It's by Leonard Sweet. This is a quote. It's beyond the screen. It says, the world is afraid of touch, afraid of dirt, afraid of spit, at least spit that leaves the boundary of the body, afraid of seeing what you do not want to see. It's easy to love Jesus when it's tidy, hip, and clean. It's easier to donate money than to put our hand in the hand of a man or a woman who looks dirty, down, and drowned with mud. Yet the church of Jesus is not meant to be a hideaway, but a hostel for all of God's dirtiest who need restoration and healing. At times, I don't want to see what I see because it's uncomfortable sometimes. I don't want to see what I want to see because it means that it's, means I might have to go get dirty. Sometimes I don't want to get dirty. I want to sit where it's safe. I want to sit where it's safe, maybe in just my office and just watch. But Jesus... He has different plans. 
He wants me to get out of my chair. He wants to go me to go get dirty, make some spit out, spit in some dirt, make some mud, get over all these sensory issues that I have, and maybe put it in per a person's eyes so I can, people can see, I can see, this person can see restoration and healing. I don't know if Aiden told you a few weeks ago I was gone. I don't know if he told you why I was gone. Because some of it is I'm going to brag on you because we kind of started something down here. When we're doing these healing services, when we've done that, and we need to do some again, but we don't need to do it every Sunday because, like, Arnie and Dee are here to pray for you. Alex will pray for you. I can pray for you. I'm sure Grove and Bev will pray for you. There's people here that will pray for you for healing. So we don't need to just have a special Sunday. That's something that we can do all the time. But he had heard, my friend in the Heights, he's got a church in the Heights, he heard we had done this, and he started asking me questions, and he's like, can you come up there and do that with us? And then I said, well, yeah, last time I had, I had Jacob come, and he goes, oh, even better, I'll call Jacob. Can both of you come and do that? So we both went up there. I'm going to tell you one story. This, is, this one is crazy. This'll, this is just crazy. It's not crazy, because this is what Jesus can do. It's like healing a blind man. So there's this elderly woman, she is sitting in a wheelchair. And I, I kind of ask some questions after the fact, but what I find out is, like, she can take a few steps, and she can barely get in and out of a car, but she's been confined to this wheelchair pretty much for five years. So we're praying for people, and there's things going on, and next thing I know, there's some, there's some just, like, this big, loud, and this woman, she hops up out of her chair, and she literally sprints around the church. Because we're with him. And that's what he does. He heals people. <coughs> so what if this week we noticed the blind man? We noticed the blind man in our lives. Again, figuratively. Because Leonard Sweet describes this. this is, these are the blind men as he describes, it, describes them in this quote. These are men and women that are dirty. They're down. Maybe they're drowning, drowned with mud. We notice this person, and we follow Jesus' example. We follow this example and say, yes, I'm with him. I'm with Jesus. I'm with Jesus who came to give life, and he give it to the fullest. And we go and we get our hands dirty. And we see what being with him, what it can do in people's lives. And just like the blind man, lives are changed forever. A new life is given because we got down and dirty, spit in some dirt, made some mud, and put it in a person's eyes. Let's pray. Lord, just thank you for stories like this, Lord, that just are events in history, Lord, that, that people just wonder and go, man, that's, that's weird. That's, that's not something I would, I would think of doing. God, you just work in mysterious, crazy ways. So, Lord, I just pray that this week that we see some of these blind men. We see those people that are spiritually blind. That we don't go over and, and just, you know, start beating them over the head with, with the Bible or doing things like that. But we, we have the boldness to move towards them. 
We have the boldness to see them. We have the boldness to maybe if you ask us to do something that maybe isn't socially accepted that we do that. But we do it in knowing that we have the faith that we believe that you came to heal. You came to give life. So Lord, this week I, I pray that that we're not blind. That we see, we see with your eyes. And we recognize that. And that we're not ashamed to say, yes, I'm with Jesus. That that maybe is our our, our new 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 outlook, our new slogan in life is yes, I'm with Jesus. Maybe we just even say, and, and you you would n- not believe what he can do. And then people see it, and we show it, and, and we're able to, to, to heal people just like, like Jesus did. Because he did say we. He didn't say I. He said so we can heal people. So, Lord, we just pray for that this week, that we have a, have a new vision, new boldness, And then we don't forget that, yes, I'm with Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. singing 